When a myth is enacted in a ritual performance, or when a fairy tale is told, the healing factor within it acts upon whoever has taken an interest in it and allowed him or herself to be moved by it in such a way that through this participation he or she will be brought into connection with an archetypal form of the situation and by this means enabled to put themselves into order. The journey of the hero is the oldest story in the world. As the basic structure, it is woven into myths, fairy tales, and legends that tell us how a person sets out to accomplish the great work. It is the story behind all the stories, which to this day are always told in the same way under countless names in all languages and cultures over and over again. No one has ever devised, invented, or thought up this story. Instead, a direct knowledge of the soul is expressed in the story one could say a knowledge that we have brought along with us. As the oldest story in the world, it is also an exemplary story, a parable for the human being's path in life. This is what makes it so interesting, and this is why it must be told time and time again, so that we never forget why we are here on the earth, and what we have to do here, or why we fell to earth in the first place. Goodbye, David Bowie. We will be remembering you for many generations to come. Hello and welcome. I'm Douglas Bowles, and this is 42 Minutes, a production of SyncBook Radio and distributed by thesyncbook.com. You can find our archives at 42minutes.com, and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at Sync42 and at SyncBook. It's January 11, 2016, and with the idea of sound and vision still in mind, we'll spend 42 minutes today with a sound therapist who understands music as a healing art. In her work as a sound therapist, Christine M. Grimm has connected the concept of the chakras with modern approaches of sound healing. Tune Your Voice, Tune Your Life is the name of her method that uses voice analysis, toning, and tuning forks to balance the body, mind, and soul. Grimm completed her training in sound healing and consciousness with Dr. John Bolu, and in addition to her courses with international sound healing teachers, she is also trained in voice, performance coaching, kinder music, and therapeutic yoga. She has earned an MFA degree from the theater department of the University of California and is a member of the American Sound Healers Association and author of the soundtrack article from the September 2009 issue of Vision Magazine. She is also a musician as well as a German to English translator having translated some 70 books including Tarot and the Journey of the Hero which I read from in the introduction. It really is an interesting synchronicity that led the program to her and thus it's a pleasure to be meeting her today. How are you doing Christine? Oh, very good. Good morning, Douglas. Morning. So I mentioned that it was a strange synchronicity that um, brought me in, into connection with you. Uh, for years, I've really appreciated, uh, I don't, I'm probably going to butcher his name, Hayo Bonshoff. That's perfect. Yeah. Yes. I, I've appreciated his work, and every now and again, it, it just kind of surfaces that I want, I want to get closer to, especially Tarot and the Journey of the Hero. And I just thought, I wonder who I can get in touch with to talk about this. And it turns out that he's dead, and his partner who he wrote the book with is also dead. But you translated it. Um, yes, that's correct. Did you and know him? I knew him very well. He was a friend, and I dearly miss him, I must say. He was a wonderful human being and had a great deal of insight. Yeah, his are the kind of books that seem like they could really have a lasting impact for many, many years to come. 
Yes, and he also had them translated into 11 languages. So uh, his ideas have really spread internationally, uh, which is, is a great thing. I'm curious, did you, have you translated all of his books? Uh, I translated many of them, not all of them. But the interesting thing about Hayo's books is that they were based on uh, Jungian psychology, and that's why it was such a pleasure to work with them, because you know, as a translator, you often get you know, advertising, business letters, things like that. But I felt in working with his books that I gained a lot of insight for myself personally, and that it was also a growth process in translating this type of book. So then were you interested in the kind of subject material that he covered before, or was it kind of like your initiation into that world by translating those books? No, I was definitely interested in Jungian psychology, for example. Um, I didn't know that much about the Tarot or about astrology, but um, through his books I, I learned to see their deeper meaning. Interesting. And then so I think he also touched on Crowley and, and uh, like you said, astrology also. Yes. Yes, he had a very uh, broad range of knowledge about a lot of topics. But oddly enough, he started out as a banker. <sighs> and uh, <laughs> he became ill and decided it was time to get out of the rat race and turn to these different areas of growth and spirituality and ended up writing all these wonderful books as a result. And then did you have, do you have a favorite that you enjoyed to read or a favorite that you enjoyed to translate? Well, definitely The Journey of the Hero. I, I'm very proud of that book. It's probably my favorite book that I've ever translated. Not that I want my other authors to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do work with the tarot cards for myself now. Uh, I don't always use all of the patterns and all of that, but um, I, I use them for guidance. Uh, I work intuitively anyway. I've uh, also incorporated that in my work with sound. And I'm also very interested in the fairy tales, as you mentioned, because uh, as you know, my last name is Grimm, as in the Brothers Grimm. Yeah. <laughs> so there was always an attraction there uh, to the fairy tales and also their deeper meaning. Can I give you a very concrete example of how a fairy tale has recently helped someone? Yes. Okay. There was a woman I'm not going to name her, who lived in a very healthy way. She's a Californian and cooked all of her food fresh, nothing out of the package, but she still believed the warning of not eating salt. So she had read the fairy tale about the um, woman, the, uh, the princess who told her father that she loved him more than salt, and he became enraged and threw her out of the kingdom, and everyone was ill and weak because they didn't have any salt. So, uh, but she never really connected the idea of not using salt with the, um, the following physical problems that she had and went to the doctors and they wanted to give her medicine and they said magnesium, which also had side effects. But what it came down to is that she had too little salt in her diet and that was making her ill. And one day it did occur to her, this fairy tale, it could have some truth in it, that salt is a vital mineral that everyone needs. And since then, she's been healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that strange? I, I often find that the stories that we're drawn to are the things that we sometimes need most. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's what I wanted to uh, tell the listeners today uh, in my work with sound and just in general in my journey through life, I've discovered really that the important thing is, as even the Buddhist and many religions would say, is balance. So um, it's not this mentality, salt is good, salt is bad. It's what is the balance? How much of this do I need in my life? And that's, I work with the sound frequencies in that same approach in that I analyze a person's voice And I see where they have too much frequency and where they have too little frequency. And frequency, you can also say that frequency is a note. It can be in music, the note. You can also translate it to the level of the chakras, which chakras have too much energy, which too little. And once you have this diagnosis, then you can uh, work on yourself or with someone like myself, a sound therapist, to bring these frequencies into balance. Okay, so let's talk about that. Frequency, is this, this uh, specifically refers to the uh, vibration or the amount of vibration over time? Is that the way? Um, well, frequency, for example, I'm going to play you the note of C, which most people are familiar with. It's a basic note. Uh-huh. So you can hear probably a, a lower note, which is the, the fundamental tone of the C. And in this case, it's a C-256. And then you hear all of the other tones, the higher tones, and those are the overtones. And um, I hope that we can discuss that today as well. But I just wanted to talk about the frequencies um, actually correspond with brainwaves, for example, and functions in the body, mind, soul. So uh, I'm out here in California in Santa Barbara, which is a beautiful place with many spiritual people, could we say? And uh, a lot of them tend to just float around and have a hard time making a living, finding a a decent place to live and all of that because uh, when you put too much emphasis on the higher chakras and you neglect the root chakra, then it's much harder to survive. And this tone that I just played for you, the C, corresponds with the root chakra. So as I'm one of the more, uh, yeah, I'm one of the less grounded people around, or I had been uh, until I started using this note. And it really has helped me get my feet on the ground and be more successful with my life. So this is an example of how to work with frequency. And uh, there, are a lot, oh, there are a lot of different methods, for example, a voice analysis where they give you the exact frequency, uh, for example, you know, the frequency of sodium, they can give that to you and you can work with that. But I believe in working just with the, um, the notes in general because anyone can work with these. Uh, there's no uh, rocket science involved. Okay, so now this kind of opens a can of worms, I think, as it were. <laughs> yeah. So in Western music, I believe the standard tuning pitch is A440. That's right. Yeah. And it's been that, uh, not for all that long. The French used to tune to A432, for example, the orchestras. And uh, Rudolf Steiner uh, talks about 432. And... Um, 
I tune my guitar to A432 uh, when I perform, and people say that the music just goes deeper, that they have a more emotional response. And um, this 432, it's supposedly also correlated with um, phi, with the infinity number, and just the physical structures. I also worked with um, a sound researcher, Alan Howarth, who was also involved in the original uh, Star Trek movies and did the sound effects. And he's done a lot of research on A424, and that is uh, pi and the more spiritual levels. So uh, when I work with sound, I have people listen to these different tunings, these different frequencies, and find which one corresponds the best with them. And then I give them the sounds in that tuning. So then the C tuning fork that you just played, is that mm-hmm. within the realm of standard tuning, 256? No. No. No, no it's not. Um, the 256, let me see. That's um, closer to... Um, Let's see. It's closer to 432. Interesting. So uh, the thing that I found interesting about 432 is Joseph Campbell did a lot of work on that number and kind of ascribed that to the goddess or just the the universal number. Mm -hmm. And so to resonate with that seems, you know, to make a lot of sense. And then 424 is also interesting because 42, (laughs) which is a a pet thing here, is also such a resonant number with, you know, Douglas Adams and the 42 laws of Mott, the Egyptian, in the Egyptian Uh Book of the Dead. There's a a number of 42s. Um, Yeah, Yeah. and this this 424 was related to his research at the Great Pyramid, and he calls it Ra, as in the Egyptian sun god. Interesting. Okay, so then how how does one? <laughs> you're so such an enigmatic individual. How do you how do you you know how do you end up in in the where you do and doing the stuff that you do? Well, that that's been my path, and as I mentioned, and um, I'm seeking balance because everyone has their their basic tuning uh, when they come into life, and things happen and things get out of tune. So through the sound, um, it was actually in 97, I was a rock singer with a band in Munich, Germany, and a single mom, (laughs) and had relationship problems, and I got really badly out of tune, so badly that they had to put me in a clinic. And uh, somehow I read an article about voice analysis and sound therapy, and I immediately got these shivers in my body, which tell me this is important. And so I went to a, uh, like a five-day workshop with uh, Elaine Thompson, who was from, who's from England, and she had stayed with Sherry Edwards, who does the voice analysis with the computer. And uh, they discovered that out of the 12 tones in my voice, six of them were gone. They were missing. And uh, so I started listening. They gave me a little tone box, and I started listening to these tones, and I pulled myself out of that hole that I was in as a result of listening to the sound and I was able to sleep again. Um, And then I decided I've got to learn more about this. This is just amazing. And where did that take you? Where did that take me? Uh, Well, 
the time I was still in Germany for a little while, but then I came back to California. I'm actually a California girl. And I started studying with various teachers, including John Boyot of um, Biosonics. And uh, before I met him, I had been working with the voice. And I am a singer, so that was the most natural instrument to work with. But through him, I learned about the tuning forks. And um, I'm still, he come, I live in Zurich now, in Zurich, Switzerland. And once a year, he comes over there, and I still take classes to see all of the great new things that he's learned. But I've developed my own method. It was called Tune Your Voice, Tune Your, Vi Tune Your Life. But now that I'm incorporating, for example, the singing bowls and a big variety of tuning forks, I, I'm calling it Vibra Tuning. I'm writing a book about Vibra Tuning, which, of course, is about vibrational attunement. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the new website will be called Vibratuning. Uh, I'm still getting it together. <laughs> you mentioned voice analysis is where they look at the different frequencies in your actual voice, and then yes, it in your voice. relates the wholeness of your being? Yes, it does. And the type of voice analysis I do, I do it sort of manually. There are a lot of different computer programs, and... Um, they interpret these frequencies and tell you what they mean, but now, I'm not a scientist. I can't interpret the frequencies and say, oh, let's see, you're missing 352, so you obviously need more this and that. Now, what I do is I check the voice to see which frequencies it has, how strong they are, what's missing, and then I give the person these frequencies. So I've worked with an eight-year-old, and she immediately comprehended the method. It's so simple. Uh, because it's just, she said, oh, let's see, I'm missing C and D sharp and E. Okay, give me those frequencies, and I'm going to sing them, and that will help me to get the frequencies. And that's how simple it actually is. Hmm. And, and then in regards to the idea of the chakras that have the actual tonality or frequency of each chakra kind of been established? Well, a lot of people see it as C being the root chakra, going up to B as the crown chakra. And of course, there is a whole diversity of opinions in this field. You know, there are a lot of people who have their own methods, and the sound healing goes back thousands of years. Uh, in India, supposedly the ancient Ayurvedic doctors would diagnose their patients just on the basis of their voice, of the patient's voice. So there's a huge tradition, and there's as you know, lots of different opinions. So uh, since I'm also a translator, as we mentioned, my goal is to translate all of this complex material into something that's very practical and easy for anyone to use and benefit from it. I think I might have had a misconception, but were you born in the United States or in Germany? No, I was born in Germany with an American GI father. Okay. So I'm half-half and... Uh, after years of going back and forth, I've wound up in a neutral third country. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I will be in California about once a year because I, yeah, I love it here. It recharges my batteries. Uh, on the other hand, Zurich is just an amazing city. There's a lot going on there. And uh, Switzerland, I know we all have our stereotypical image of the dull bankers and all of that. But, you know, since there are a lot of Tibetans there, there is a very strong Buddhist influence. And Switzerland has also changed because of that. Well, and then also, 
young too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then, what was your native language, or did you have both English and German? Ah, yeah. My native language was German for the first five years, and then I moved to California, and I, I learned English. And uh, as you read, I went to UCLA Film School. So I see English as my native language, but uh, in Zurich, I also do workshops in German and lectures. So uh, it's great for me to be in a place where I can go, uh, where I can offer events in English or German. And then as far as your translation goes, I think you only translate from German to English, is that that's correct? That's correct. Yes, that's correct. But could you do both because of your, you know, bilingual nature? Well, I've started interpreting into German, and that's the, um, the verbal. So German has a lot of uh, grammar rules, so I prefer not to translate into German. Uh, but I, do, I can interpret into German, for example, um, speakers speaking in the field of spirituality. Uh, that's a new thing that I'm doing. Interesting. I mean, so I studied German in college, and the thing that yeah. I thought was so interesting about German is that because oftentimes the verbs come at the beginning and the end of the sentence, right? they have to know what they're saying before they say it, it seems like, yes. more so than another language. Yes, so that's why German is more of a rational, uh, a colder language than English, because you really have to think out what you're going to say before you open your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Theoretically, it doesn't always work that way. And it seems like in English, we, we just put conjunctions everywhere and just keep it going forever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just stream of consciousness. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, it's good if you speak more than one language because it also opens up new viewpoints. And uh, for me, it's been a process of coming into balance between the more emotional, free-flowing California lifestyle and the more structured German or Swiss lifestyle. So that has been my path. Because I, I also work with the elements um, as a way of analyzing the voice, for example. And I am more of a fire person. I'm, I'm very enthusiastic, and sometimes I'm loud, and uh, that's, that's a fire voice. And uh, I think you've got a bit of fire in your voice, too, I would say. Um, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm a fire sign, so. Um, you know, I I don't know if you want to include this, but just for you personally, I did do a little analysis of your voice as <sighs> I was listening to it. Nice, okay. <laughs> so, and this is totally an intuitive analysis, but I, I got that fire is your strongest element. Okay. And then ether, which is connected with the throat chakra, communication. Yes. And then water, emotion, air, and that earth could be your weakest element. That would make Is that sense. possible? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so for you, if I just did this, you know, usually I would sit down with somebody or on Skype and I would do the actual analysis using my, my tuner and a microphone and a graph. But, you know, I can do a quick intuitive analysis uh, and I will admit I use my pendulum. I also use muscle testing, so these are things that I will be, be discussing in my vibrotuning book. And for you, I would recommend C and um, C sharp, those two notes, which are uh, with the, the root chakra. Those are the only two that I would say, uh, let's work on strengthening those, Douglas. Okay, and, and then the method for strengthening these. Okay, what? well, 
Yeah. What is the method? Okay. There are, as I say, I work with a voice. So I have a CD that has these exact tones. And uh, we would figure out, okay, do you want to work in 424 or is 432 better? Uh, only classically trained musicians will say, no, it's got to be 440. Most other people who I've ever worked with in groups, I've had them raise their hands and very few like 440 as a tuning. 432 seems to have the general appeal that, as I say, I've got a whole slew of about, uh, well, there's nine different raw tunings, uh, uh, RA, the Egyptian sun god gotcha, tunings. Yeah. Yeah, and they're centered on 424, but some of them are below it and some are above. So uh, this will be on the new Vibratuning.com website where people can go and listen to the various notes of A, and then they can figure out which ones really match them, and then they can get their missing frequencies. Uh, so you can do it with a voice. You can listen to it, which is like the way that I learned classically. You can also tone the notes yourself, which... Um, is more intense because it's coming from inside of you. Mm. And that's what I encourage, singing the note. Or you can just lay down on the massage table and I'll come along, for example, with this body tuner that I put on the bones and I'm going to play this for you. This is C-sharp, it's ohm, it's also the frequency of the earth. And here it comes. Do you like that note? Yeah, and you said that's ohm. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's one. This is one hundred thirty-six point one hertz, and supposedly, if you take the uh, Earth's rotation and the frequency that that produces, and you keep doubling it, making higher octaves out of it, you're going to reach that tone. And when I work with people, especially people who are not grounded, they just say, "Oh." That feels so good. Mm. And I, yeah, I especially use this like on the lower back and the legs and the feet. Um, so that's one of the notes. There's, these body tuners, I just have them as C and C sharp. And there are other people uh, who do not need these notes. Uh, they are way too much in their root chakra, way too much in the material world. And then they probably need something different, like maybe the F for the heart chakra. Could we hear the heart chakra? The heart chakra. Oh, you know, I'm sorry to say I've got, ah, since I'm just visiting California, I don't have all of my notes. Um, but let me find you one. I've also got the solfeggio tuning forks, and I'm going to look for the F in there. Uh, these are supposedly all ancient healing tones. And I'm coming up with the F. For example, uh, this is one that I love. Um, it's very low. It's 174. Okay, could you hear that one? Yeah. Okay. So... Of the, all of the solfeggio tones, I like this one the best. But supposedly, and there are books about this, 528 is the big new frequency that everyone's talking about, and it's supposedly the frequency of love. So I'm going to play that for you, and then we can discuss whether or not this is the frequency of love. Here it comes, 528.
definitely made me smile. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, and I, I looked it up on the charts. Actually, the frequency is A in 444, which is something completely different. But so I haven't read the book on why this is the frequency of love. But what I would like to say is that when you're working with sound, as with any other healing modality, the number one uh, thing you need to do is set your intention. And so if your intention is to feel love and to spread love to other people, um, that's going to work. So that's the most important thing. Uh, when I work with a person, I ask them what their intention is for the session, what they would like to accomplish, whether they're basically healthy and just want to get in balance, or whether they have, some people have a real problem with their voice. You know, the people who talk like this, <laughs> and I can usually help them very quickly because I also work with the breath. And also, before I work with anyone, I have a little song that I sing. So it's just like, may the sound of my voice bring healing to everyone who hears it to everyone who hears it and so <laughs> thank you that's for your listeners too <laughs> <laughs> vibra tuning is is just a comprehensive your comprehensive method of voice analysis would that be a fair assessment yes so it's the voice analysis as the first step but then the second step is using the various tools, whatever works for you, whether it's the voice or the singing bowls, tuning forks, to get yourself into balance. And yeah, so usually, for example, I'm going to give you an example. Someone who has a weak root chakra will often have a very strong fifth chakra, self-expression. So those notes would be C and G. And one way of getting... That's actually, in music, it's called the interval of a fifth, mm -hmm. which Pythagoras said was the healing interval. So we also have tuning forks that we play as pairs. So I'm going to play that for you right now. This is C and G, or in terms of chakras, the root and the self-expression. So you hear not just the two notes, but these also produce a lot of overtones, which are the octave, the fifth, the third, all the various intervals. And these overtones have the healing power in them because they organize us. They organize supposedly our cells. Uh, they organize us on the emotional level. So that is the second way to work with sound. Um, the first way, as I mentioned, is to look to see like you're tuning an instrument. So is, is this note flat? Is this note sharp? I'm going to bring this, all the notes into balance with themselves, first of all. And then we try them in pairs, and we see how that works. Um, it doesn't have to be the C and the G. You can work with the D and the A, for example. Uh, there's a whole circle of fifths, and I use that as well. And these are the tuning forks that you put on either side of the person's head because they work more with tuning the brain and the nervous system. Yeah, at the beginning you mentioned that our brains are also encoded in a certain frequency. 
Yes, we have the frequencies of the brain. Um, when I did my first workshop in Germany, there was uh, Gunther Haffelder. He's a German brain researcher, and he was interested in this work, and he brought along his uh, electrodes and machines and monitored us while we were working with sound to see if it actually had an effect on the brain. And he was so convinced that he also has incorporated this into his work with the brain, the voice analysis and playing people frequencies to balance them in various ways. So, okay, so this kind of leads me to something. What, what do you make of what would amount to industrial noise pollution? Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> and it really plays a role in getting us out of balance. And um, that is one reason why the sound therapy, it's not like you go one time and you get tuned up and that's it forever. Uh, you are actually responsible for staying in balance and you are your own healer. So the beauty of sound is that it's a tool that once you learn how to use it, you don't need anyone else to help you do it. Uh, even like with the tuning forks, if you know that certain notes tend to be weak, you can work with them every day. I, I tune myself with C and C sharp every day to keep myself grounded. And I see the change in my voice. What about electronics now, too? Like the idea mm -hmm. of, I don't things that we can't hear, but definitely are there. Yes, that, that has a negative effect. It's true. I think it, it's probably much harder for us uh, in this day and age with all of the technology to stay in balance. Uh, some people also use the technology. For example, there are programs where they play uh, frequencies for your brain waves to help you concentrate, to get you into balance. So you can use that as well. Uh, on the other hand, I, I believe that it's important to work with natural tones because we are surrounded by so much noise pollution that these natural sounds, for example, a guitar, a, a real piano, the human voice and the tuning forks have a lot of overtones and they have the effect of getting us back into balance. I think it was Pythagoras that said all is number, but I, I also think that there was something to the effect that all is vibration. And so instead yes. of like a big bang, there's a big clang. <laughs> clang? <laughs> clang? That's a German word. Clang. <laughs> yeah, in the beginning there was the word. Uh, and the word is sound. The word is sound. Yeah, and sound has an influence even on the molecular level. If you're familiar with the work of Hans Jenny, Jenny who was a Swiss man, and he had these metal sheets that he would put sand on and then play a frequency, and they would move around and form mandalas. Hmm. And I recently saw a video of that being done with salt, and the, uh, the higher the frequency became, the more intricate the pictures the salt created. So if you can imagine salt and sand moving around, then it's only logical that something inside of us is also responding. Yeah, I think there was also a documentary about water. And yes. The intention Dr. of... Mm -hmm. Not just the the frequency, but also the intention behind the frequency would change yes. the pattern of the water. Right. So if you have the intention and you have an organizing frequency, a balancing frequency, you're going to double the effect. Hmm. And Jonathan Goldman is one of the, the top experts on sound in America. 
And that's also his big thing is intention, how important it is that when you work with sound, that you have the intention that it has a good effect and that it heals people and brings them into balance. And so, and then, I mean, when we were talking about the love frequency, I think the idea of tuning to 444 came up. Yes. And that's interesting to me because, and this is a show that really enjoys the idea of synchronicity, which is just meaning, you know, intuiting right. meaning behind coincidence or just trying to understand if the universe is communicating. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely been seeing a lot of fours lately. So I wonder about your relationship to synchronicity. Oh, uh, it's very much a part of my life. Um, even you finding me through Hayao Bansaf, that you have no idea how that touches me. Uh, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, I go to the book fair in Frankfurt every year mm-hmm. as a translator, and one of my uh, clients who I translate for is a spiritual hypnotist, Marcus Leonard. And he invited me for dinner because I had translated his website, and he said, oh, you know, I'm thinking of writing a book. And I said, oh, okay. And then the next day I'm waiting to meet an author at, at, a, at a, a booth for a publisher, and she never showed up, but some man was sitting there by himself. So I started talking to him. Turns out he's a literary agent and gives me his card and says, well, if you know anybody who's writing an interesting book, <laughs> have them contact me. And this interesting book is coming out next month. Uh, Marcus Lehner wrote it called, uh, well, in German, it's called Sag mir was du isst und ich weiß was, wie du dich fühlst, which means basically tell me what you eat and I know what you're feeling. So it's about the connection between food and emotions. Uh-huh. And he also connects food with the various chakras. So I'm hoping to find a publisher that will pay to have me translate this book into English. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was total synchronicity. How did that happen? I didn't talk to that many people that day, but I just talked to the right person, and he ended up with a publishing contract. And it seems like intention again is, you know, there. Like Yes. Yes, because I believe in what he does, and so I was tuned into that frequency right. that if I can do something good for him, I will, and it worked out. But, I, you know, I, uh, as I said, I, I work intuitively. I haven't really uh, made that the emphasis of my work because people want to see more the practical aspects, uh, and that's why I like to work with the, the tuner and the microphone, and then they can actually see what's happening with their voice, and then I have them check it with their own gut feeling, is this right, is this diagnosis right? But um, before I, I see someone, when I just uh, say talk to them on the phone, I already do my intuitive diagnosis, and it's pretty much, you know, 90, 95% correct. Th- that's interesting. So now I'm thinking in terms of the difference between what amounts to like a left brain or right brain and how, I mean, it seems like our world is definitely a lot more comfortable with scientific grounding. If you can yes. speak to their logical sense and say, yes, this has a, a really logical application in mm-hmm. terms of our scientific underlying structures. But then at the same time, clearly the other the other world is in there too. Right. Definitely. And I've had to have a little bit of courage to even admit that I do intuitive work because I'm trying to establish a reputation for myself and that just normal people will come to me. And uh, even after an hour, hour and a half session, they have very good results. Uh, on the other hand, yeah, as an intuitive woman, uh, I feel like it's time to come out <laughs> and say, I, I do this work and it helps me in my daily life and I can teach other people to be more intuitive. 
to be in touch with that intuitive side and uh, improve their own lives as a result. So when can we look forward to the VibraTuning website and the VibraTuning book? Well, the website by February because uh, I'm working with someone in Zurich on it and um, the book I'm planning it towards September, October. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm very excited about that because after translating more than 70 books for other people, it really feels like it's the right time, uh, especially time of my life because you know, I'm not 30 anymore. And, you know, as you uh, get older, you think, you know, what, what do I want to, what kind of impression uh, do I want to leave here in this world? Um, you know, what do I have to offer? How am I unique? And what is my purpose? And I've really come to the conclusion that my purpose is making the work with sound accessible to as many people as possible. Another way I do that is I am a singer-songwriter, so uh, when I perform, I tune my guitar to 432. I recently had the experience at a little concert in Germany that a man came over to me and he said, I, I don't know how you did this, but my wife hasn't cried in 20 years and she's sitting there sobbing. <laughs> and he actually thought that was pretty good. <laughs> so that's my goal too when I sing and play is to get people more in touch with their emotions, get in touch with themselves. It's not supposed to be a therapy hour, but people do respond strongly and I think we need that. You know, it's easy to shut down in this world because there's so much coming at us all the time. Well, that was 42 minutes. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Douglas, can I leave you and our listeners with one last tone? Please. This is Jupiter, which um, it makes me feel really happy when I hear it. Uh, there is that magnet, that. Uh, yeah, magnificence of, of the Jupiter energy, and I would like to play that as my closing sound for you. And thank you for having me on your show, Douglas. You bet. been listening to Christine M. Grimm on 42 Minutes, a production of SyncBook Radio and SyncBook.com. Information about the, about the work of Christine Grimm can be found at VibraTuning.com. For more information about the SyncBook, our guests to check out past shows or to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, please be sure and visit our website at TheSyncBook.com. If you like this podcast and would like more, consider becoming a SyncBook Plus member. Some of the membership benefits include full access to the complete audio archive, discounts on books, behind-the-scenes scripts, bonus audio and video, as well as monthly online hangouts with the hosts. And don't forget to check out our Indiegogo. All this and more can be found at thesyncbook.com slash membership. Thanks so much, and look up here. I'm in heaven, and here is my secret. It is very simple. It is only with the heart that we can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. Blow away the clouds and let me see the sun. Let me know everything's all right. And when the sun goes down, let me see the stars burning in. The darkness of the night Blow away Blow away Blow away the clouds Blow away Blow away 
Let me feel 